morning, everyone. Happy Memorial Day weekend, and welcome to Unity Center for Positive Living. We will open today with the daily word, and that is comfort. <clears throat> Loving memories comfort me. There may be days or maybe even weeks on the calendar when I find myself mysteriously feeling melancholy or blue, only to realize the anniversary of someone or something I have loved and lost is approaching. Even when I don't realize it outright, a part of me remembers and responds. I can honor these feelings as a way to honor the people and places that have taught me and helped me evolve. Welcoming my feelings brings deep and abiding comfort. I carry those people and places I love with me in the things I do, keeping their spirits alive within the sadness. Revisiting treasured memories reveals the love within the loss. The presence of God is found within the gift of each moment, and I find comfort through my heartfelt, through my grateful heart. And from Psalm 119.76, let your steadfast love become my comfort according to your promise to your servant. And we will open with our first song, Surely the Presence, led by Dallas and Linda. Thank you. 
Teaching. I did it just great. And from 3 to 4.30 um, at home on your computer, you can join in the Circle America Book and Film Club, continuing with the 1619 Project on Hulu. It's uh, episodes 5 and 6 today. And then there are two upcoming musical events that our folks want you to know about. Um, Saturday next week on the 3rd at Hope Grange is Richard Smith, who is a fingerstyle guitarist, and he's highly recommended by Joyce. And you can get those tickets online, and uh, that's... Um, in wamamusic.com and if you need more info I can share that with you and then uh, last week Johnny told us about a gospel musical event the following day on June 4th it's at the Mountain View Baptist Church it's called Keepers of the Faith and everyone is invited no admission they will take a free will offering so, and, um, yes, please. I have made us name tags at the request of one of our parishioners who doesn't know all our names and some of us can't remember all our names. <laughs> so this will take a lot of pressure off of people that have trouble with names. So I would appreciate it. I haven't quite got them ready. They're back here. 
it would be awesome if uh, you guys would wear them starting next week. I'll have my date together. Oh, see, Carrie's way ahead of things. Enjoy. They've got theirs pinned to them. So, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Penny. Thanks, Penny. And I want to do a shout out to folks who worked around here yesterday. Um, well, hang on. Do I want to know who they are? <laughs> I guess we can be grateful no matter what, no matter who. Um, Johnny and Terry did um, the massive chopping of our front door hedge, and Tom did the hauling, and thank you all. What about Susan? What about Susan? I don't haul Okay, are there any other announcements? All right. Then we will um, say the unity statement next. Almost there. You're patient, people. Most of the time. There we go. Okay, so to, together, let's say this. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. Our song of joy today is Breathe In, Breathe Out. You can join us. It's pretty um, self-explanatory, I think.
All of us, sooner or later, come to the place in our development where we are no longer satisfied to go on living the old life without the knowledge of our oneness with God, the source of our being. Sometimes, when we reach this point in our soul's progress, we do not at first know just what is taking place. We may become restless and dissatisfied. We may go through experiences which we do not understand. We may even be tempted to think that our good has gone from us. But just as surely as there is God, the one presence and one power, we shall find that we are but going from one room, as it were, into another larger and lighter room. Thank you, Mother. And thank you, Hallie. Our meditation song this morning is part of what you hear. This is a song by a group called Timber. Oh, uh -huh. 
different speaker each week of the month, and today, being the fourth Sunday, we get to hear from Eileen Sellis. And there she comes. Good morning. Good morning. How are we this fine day? Yeah. Is anybody cold this morning? Uh huh. Yeah. You're not cold this morning, Jerry. Oh, okay. Because I got to tell you, I'm cold this morning. My toes are cold. My shoes are on my feet. It's so cold this morning. And if you've noticed, I often take them off, so it must be cold. All right, that's a total sidebar because that's where my brain is right now. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, today, all right, we have this three-day weekend. That's for barbecues, you know, so that we can have barbecues. And if you believe that, then you live in the world of middle school students, okay? Because it's not about barbecues, right? This three-day weekend is far more important than barbecues and good times. Um, and so we're going to get a little in it this morning, okay? So what is this weekend? Why do we have a three-day weekend? Memorial Day. All right. Did you know that it used to be Decoration Day? I didn't know that. I don't know how you knew that, and I didn't. So until 1970, it was Decoration Day. It might be because that changed prior to my birth. So <laughs> in my lifetime, it's been known as Memorial Day. Um, and so we've celebrated Decoration Day or Memorial Day since 1868, um, shortly after the end of the Civil War. And it was originally intended to remember and honor those that have fallen in service to the country, right? And it used to be celebrated on May 30th, which means we'd have a day off in the middle of the week this week. I think that somebody changed it to the fourth Monday of May so that we could have three-day weekends and therefore barbecues. So we can make it about the barbecues. Um, so I have often, um, let me see. My class starts, beginning of every class period, I have a slide that I put up on display for the kiddos. And it lets them know what day of the week it is, what the date is, how many days of school we have had as compared to the number of days in the school year. It tells them all the things that they need to have for class for the day, what we plan to do for the day, and what they should be doing when they come in the door. All right? These days, it has a quote on it. It's a meaningful quote. It comes from a fabulous little book that is associated with the book and movie Wonder. If you've not seen those or read that book, I highly recommend them. But it's full of inspirational quotes. And it used to be that I put up a meme. Do we know what memes are? Okay, see, now some of y'all knew it was decoration day and I didn't, but I know what a meme is and you don't, all right? So, <laughs> memes, you see them a lot online, and they have like a funny little picture and like a little saying. Um, some of them are jokes, some of them are meaningful, some of them are great. And I used to have one that I would put up going into Memorial Day that had a little blurb on there that said that Memorial Day was not about barbecues. And it was actually a, an absolutely heartbreaking image of a little boy receiving a flag from a, a uniformed uh, military service person. And um, and I like to put that up for middle schoolers because they do think that it's all about barbecues and them and remind them of the meaning of the day and what it is that we are spending um, our three day weekend for. So 
We have Memorial Day, Decoration Day, started with decorating the graves of those that had fallen. And I, what I have found is that I personally don't have a connection to somebody that has fallen in battle, but I have lost. I thought I could get through this today. Clearly we're not gonna get through it without a little bit of emotion. So, but you know that I do that a lot. We have to have the emotion. So, how many of us have lost someone? Some of us recently, and our lovely little community here has lost a couple of times. So, we're gonna talk about that loss. I'm gonna try and talk about that loss and how it is that we deal with that. And I'm doing that because not only is it Memorial Day, but today was our, our daily word was about comfort. And when I first looked at it, I was like, comfort? How on earth do I talk about comfort? And then I actually read what it said. I said, ah, this is about comfort and loss and remembering and how those memories can comfort us. And so today is a lot about the memories and how loving memories can comfort me. So when a loved one passes, it's part of the human process to share the memories of those people. I know that when my dad passed, my brothers and I sat around and told stories. And I know that my cousins said that the one thing that they knew about my dad was that he could tell a good story. And my dad might tell the same story over and over and over again, but you still enjoyed it because he told it like it was the first time, every time. I swear you didn't remember that he had told you that story a dozen times already, and that's okay, because I just like hearing it. There are many questions that surround death, dying, and the great beyond, and different beliefs have different thoughts on it. Different faiths have different thoughts on it. In unity, it seems to be that the thoughts are almost as varied as the people that practice, and that's okay. But the one thing that I have found over and over again is that in unity, we believe that there is life beyond this life and that this existence is just a snippet of what exists for us. And that the earth itself has lessons to teach us. And some of those lessons I talked a lot about last year as we talked about gratitude. And I, like every month, told you about my trees and my plants and all the beautiful things around my home. And it starts with me with the birth of spring and something that I had never really fully considered was the death of the earth. As we go into the fall, the planet around us so gracefully accepts the death, but it accepts that death knowing that it's just another part of its life. It's just another part of its existence that it's going to come back around again in the springtime. And what a gift it is to us to see that cycle year in and year out and know that that's also the cycle that we exist within and that we ourselves are born and die and born and die. And we do that in a moment. Sometimes we do it during our lifetimes. I know that some of us, we mourn things that happen on a day-to-day -day basis. Mourning isn't something that just happens in a time period. It's something that happens over and over again. James Dillett Freeman, which I know is one of Howie's favorites, 
said life does not begin with birth. It does not end with death. Life is an eternal process and eternal progress. A visible form, an audible voice, an aggregation of organs, a network of ideas. We are not these. These are the trappings of visibility. We are expressions of the spirit of life. When people die, they do not cease to be. They only pass beyond human sight. And it makes me think of, you may or may not remember, because this is in both of our lifetimes, the movie Powder, 1995. It seems a little obscure, and I, I only saw it the one time, and yet there are pieces of it that stick with me. And I, I actually am going to purchase it, because now you can purchase it on Amazon, and you can watch it over and over again. Um, if you're not familiar, is an albino and I don't remember all the various details but I know there was lightning involved and he has some really interesting almost paranormal type sort of things he connects with the earth and with energy in ways that we could only dream of but what sticks with me the most is the end scene and he runs out into an electrical storm and he throws his arms up in the air and goes into the great energy of all that is. All right, so this was 1995. I'm all of 16, 17 years old. And it was in that moment that it occurred to me that we truly are existing always. The energy that we are, that we came into this world to be, exists on and on and on. And just as Powder did in that moment, when our lights go out, they go out into all that there is. And I just, like I said, it stuck with me. And Unity provides some guidance with these moments of loss and grief and moving up now. It cannot be a talk with Eileen without some promoting of Unity materials, okay? <laughs> We all know that I love the Unity booklets, two of them that I've had on my shelf for a long time. And I'll be honest, even with the loss of my dad, I really avoided looking at them. I should have. Oh my gosh. So if you've not checked them out and you've experienced loss or you're going to someday because let's face it, we all do. Um, peaceful passing and grief is a spiritual practice great stuff and I'm going to share with you some pieces from them. So Reverend Mindy Lawrence, Lawrence Curtis um, has three core beliefs about the loss of a loved one. She's actually in the particular piece that she wrote, she's talking about the division of belongings and how they, the process that they went through with their family when they divided the belongings of their parents. And these were the three things that she had to say. The very reason our souls incarnate is to learn the, learn the lessons of love. Okay? The very reason our souls incarnate is to learn the lessons of love. Two, the great sorrow and grief we feel at the loved one's passing is in direct relation to the depth of our love. And three, the objects our departed loved ones handled and enjoyed in life 
carry power to comfort us if we allow ourselves to be comforted. Now, I know that in the last couple of years, I've lost a few people. The one that hit me a little harder than I had expected would have been Miss Hildy. I'm not sure what it was about that cantankerous old woman. She was fabulous. <laughs> and we were blessed with the opportunity to kind of dig through some of her treasures here in the garden room. And I picked out a pin. And I don't have it on this jacket. It's actually on the black vest that I wear like all the time. And it's just a little like abalone shell pin that I get to wear and I catch it and that's great. And the other, the most silly, meaningful thing from my daddy is his blue wool flannel shirt. It's like a blue plaid. I don't recall him wearing it. It was just hanging on the coat rack when we were there at his home after he had passed. But it is my campfire shirt. Camping with my dad was the best. So I put it on and I sit around the fire and it's fabulous. Those things have memories and they have comfort and they bring you joy. And that is part of the grief process. Sometimes the love of a, the loss of a loved one is expected. My dad had cancer. We knew it was coming. It happened a little faster than we expected. Sometimes it's expected and sometimes it's not. But the reality is that we're going to lose all of the people in our lives sooner or later until we are the ones that are lost. So it is best that we prepare for that. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm going to mourn for you now. I mean, enjoy every moment that you have with the people that you love and the moments that you have them. In order to live without regrets when our loved ones have passed, we need to take the time to be with them and be present in those moments. Say what you need to say. Make amends quickly. Don't carry those grudges into the following day. They don't do any of you any good. Clean up your messes. I think this is more metaphorical. However, if I was to die suddenly, I want people to find my house clean. Ask your loved ones about their lives and be honestly interested in hearing their stories. Nothing validates somebody more than knowing that they're going to be remembered for all of their big moments and their little ones. And leave nothing undone, as if this day is the last day you will have with them. There are many mistaken myths about grief. Molly Steele wrote about a series of them. So, myth number one, be strong for others. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. We're all hurting in that moment. Express your feelings. It helps you to heal. And it gives others permission to express their feelings and feel too. Live it. Myth number two, replace the loss. Light bulbs, those are replaceable. Your loved ones are not. So 
don't don't feel as if a new relationship is going to somehow replace the old one. It's a new one, and honor it for what it is. But don't run into something because you think it's going to take the hurt away. Just give it time. I've heard it before. Time can heal all wounds. No. Have many of y'all ever had a scar before? I got scars. Did the wound cover over? Sure. Did it fully heal and return to what it was? No. And grief is one of those things that comes around and around and around. In the big moments and the little moments. Sat in my hammock yesterday, listening to the birds and the trees. Thought about my dad. Cried all over again. It's been almost two years. My mom still cries about her mom, and it's been like 24 years. So I know that that hurt, although life goes on, it still comes back. And sometimes it's smashing the face. Breathe privately. Don't stop it, people. Don't isolate yourselves. Surround yourselves with those that love you. They'll understand. Don't talk about it. No. Those that grieve, they want and they need to talk about what happened. And we want and we need to be heard. Keep busy. This is almost like replacing those that have been lost. If I just keep myself busy, I won't have to stop it. I won't have to remember. Sometimes you want the distractions all those mixed up feelings. And yet at the end of the, day, of the day, there's still a whole live in it, understand it, feel it, and allow yourself to move on. And the last thing that is mentioned is don't, I don't want to forget. I'm sorry. If you love someone, you're not going to forget them. I have moments where I think, oh, I gotta call them. Oh, no. Can't do that. Do, it. do I think about my dad every day? I'm honest, no. Because I'm living my life and he would want that. Did I think about my dad every day when he was alive? No, not necessarily. Maybe in the back of my brain somewhere. But I know that I'll never forget him. And it's not about forgetting. Healing isn't going to cause you to forget but it is going to allow you to enjoy the memories that you have of them as you move forward with your life. When the loss comes, you've done all of the living that you can with them and all of the loving them while they're here. Reverend Organ Holder has this to say, and I'm gonna go ahead and read this. To heal is to make peace with what is. Against the current experience and to release any desire that the loss never happened, that they never left, they never died. To heal, we have to surrender to the very thing we have been trying to avoid. We have to surrender to the grief. When we do, paradoxically, it becomes the only spiritual practice that allows us to heal. To surrender to grief means to feel and express every emotion that comes up as often as it comes up and let those emotions be 
the turn-by-turn -turn directions that lead us to the parts of us that require the most healing. Feel and express the anger. Because anger shows us the resentments we didn't know we were still holding on to. Feel and express the loneliness. Because loneliness shows that we are still afraid to be alone, that we are afraid we might never be loved again, and that we are afraid to love again, that we still don't fully love ourselves. Feel and express the confusion, because confusion leads to seeking answers, and all answers lie within, and the only answer is always love. The truth is when we grieve, we're not waiting to feel love again. Love is waiting on us to embrace it fully. Love got us into this in the first place. We grieve because we love, and the more we love, the greater the grief. And if we let it, grief takes us back to love. Love is all there is. All right. Now, now that I've got the cries on and the fields on, we've talked about the love, the loss, the grief. Let's take a few moments. My meditation today is actually the daily word from January 19th, 1928. It says, I cannot be alone. The comforting presence of God is ever with me. I am free from all sense of loneliness. I cannot be alone because God is ever within me and about me. I am free from all belief that God can be separated from me. Knowing that God is always with me, I cannot be lonesome. The presence of God inspires and comforts me at all times. There can be no situation in which God is not at hand. All I need to do is simply to recognize his presence and to make myself at one with him. The comforting presence of God relieves me of all sorrow, all sense of loneliness, and all grief over personal limitations. With God at hand, there can be no sorrow or adverse thought about me. My mind and my soul are filled with the peaceful assurances of the Spirit and I am delighted and satisfied. I am never alone in the consciousness that God attends me. He walks beside me just as a friend would walk with me and go my way. He lifts me up. I rest in his arms. I am sustained and soothed by the knowledge that in truth I am eternally implied with my Father. My spirit is buoyed up by the Spirit. Thank you, Eileen. That was just rich and um, so meaningful to each one of us in our special situation. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. We love you feeling your feels.
It's time for our offering now. I'd like to thank everyone who donates to Unity by mail. And if you wish to do that, you can send any checks to 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia 98531, and we greatly appreciate that. There's also an opportunity to donate on our webpage at unityofcentralia.net. So thank you for that, and also for the ways you give of your time and talent. And let's say our offering prayer together as we hold our offering in our hands and hearts. Divine love, through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Let's say our blessing of thanks together. <coughs> we bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly, and so it is. <coughs> It's time for our healing prayer. If you'd like to focus our group healing energy on someone, you can speak out their name or hold them quietly in your hearts. Members of our church have requested that we send out healing prayers and energy to all the people and animals displaced by war and natural disasters. The members of our communities who struggle to meet basic human needs and those that you will now mention who will um, who will pray for. Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all of them divine order. Amen. <clears throat> 
And let's say our prayer of protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. So uh, let's stand up and form a circle so that we can sing our peace song. And while you're getting in position, I want to thank the people who made our service possible today. Eileen, Dallas and Linda, Johnny, Callie, Tom. And next week, on the first week of June, our speaker will be Dr. Daria Funches. And thanks to you too, Suzanne. You are so welcome. Thank you.